Gem one, ready for launch. Gem two, ready for launch. The Honorable Tesla and Phantasmus Frida, initiate launch sequence. Three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cinema Gems. And as always, I'm your host, the Admirable Admiral. And as always, we're in a video store somewhere in your hometown or nearby cluster of stars. And as always, guys, the Honorable Tesla and the Phantasmus Frida is right here. One of them's chewing on a bone. And one of them's eaten. Couldn't do air flaps, but we got it, guys. And of course, the illustrious Butt Meister himself in Gym 2, right next to me. How's it going, buddy? Time and space. Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Cinema Gems. We are another show that mostly talks about movies and sometimes other cinema adjacent things. Uh,. The Admiral requested, demanded, that before we even get into the plot of this movie, you saw the title, we're doing the new Lightyear movie, I wanted to get into the music real quick. Uh, because real quick, Admiral, do you know the song that I hummed like a few seconds ago? Is that something... Do, do you know what that, that was? Is that something to do with like Superman? No, it's, it's Toy Story adjacent. Ah. Uh, I don't know. Please inform me. That is the theme song from the animated TV series Buzz Lightyear of Star Command that this movie has retconned completely. <laughs> and I'm only a little bit bitter about it. I can see that. That doesn't mean I don't like this movie. Because I do, spoiler alert. But I'm a little bit mad that Disney has now decided to completely ignore that amazing little animated show. Anyway, the music. Wait, no, wait. Michael wait, G. Wait, Kino on, did the music on, for this. On. Before we go any further... They didn't retcon it. Maybe Buzz Lightyear of Star Command is just a serialization of this version of Buzz. Like, it's just like, uh, no, this week in the no, universe. It's, it's a full retcon. No, but it, it's it's a full retcon. I th oh, all right. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Talk about Michael Giacchino. It's, it's a full-on retcon. And look, if you want to trip down memory lane, just go on YouTube. I think the full episodes of Buzz Lightyear of Star Command are on YouTube. Uh, the uh, Buzz is, a, except for the first episode, uh, which is like, it's a movie event. It's like an hour-ish. Uh, it's like three episodes in one. That, in that, uh, Tim Allen did do the voice of Buzz. But for the rest of it, uh, it was Joe from Family Guy. It, it was Kronk. It was Patrick Warburton. There you go. Patrick Warburton. There you go. Uh, who is awesome. Anyway, we're not talking about the animated series today. We might later, yeah. but we're not today. If you we're want talking us, about Lightyear. If, and I, if you want us to review the pilot of the animated series, please let us know at cinemagems15 at gmail.com. We will gladly do that. That could be a fun a fun little like less than 30-minute quickie episode we could do as a bonus one day, one day. Oh, yeah. Quickie episodes, the best kind. So... This is not the first time we've mentioned Michael Giacchino on this show. And any movie that won't starts be the with last? French horns... Any, oh, it definitely won't be the last. Like, most of uh, Wachowski Month was uh, Michael Giacchino. Yeah. So, any movie that starts off with score... With, with horns in the score. Scorn? French horns. Scorns? Yes, scorn. Uh <laughs> Any movie that starts... Shut up. <laughs> Any movie that starts off with horns in the score automatically has my attention. 
That's why I liked Prometheus a lot better than a lot more than most people. Horn nerd. <laughs> because it starts off with that impossibly clean, impossibly high, and I'm just like, ooh, I'm intrigued. So when this movie starts off with that theme being pronounced in the horns before any line of dialogue, before we see the turnip or buzz or anyone waking up from sleep or that crash, it's just horns. And I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> I had no expectations for this movie, but you know what? I am intrigued. Let's go. Uh, and also, to be honest with you, like this movie also at the opening sequence gave me like alien vibes. Yeah. Gave me alien vibes. When they crash land on the planet, it gave me big uh, Starship Troopers vibes. Yep. Yeah. Even though, I have to point out, I'm pretty sure those are the bugs from Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, and they also have the noise of uh, raptors from Jurassic Park. Oh, they totally did. Yeah. They totally did. Yeah. The entire time... It was I mean, that's a like, great... It's like soundbite. Great use of recycled... Great use of recycled assets. Yeah. And speaking of recycled assets, I can't not talk about Buzz's first lines in this movie when they get to the planet being a recreation of uh, Buzz's first lines in Toy Story. Okay. So do you, on the bed. So do you want to talk about how this movie basically supposedly inspired uh, Andy from... Uh, grabbing, uh, like switching from Woody to a light year. Okay, so this is what I'm going to say. I think this is a movie that someone as a child loved Buzz Lightyear and made a recreation of that movie, and it was released in 2022. I don't think this is an exact replica movie. No, the, of... the movie, the, the movie at the very beginning, I don't know, it, did you read the text? I can't because read Because it. it says outright... It's full on says before we see Buzz. It says uh, in nineteen whatever, Andy saw a movie that made him want to get a Buzz Lightyear. This is that movie. Yeah. So I don't think this is as I don't plain think, as day. I don't think this, this is, is not a recreation of that movie. This is the presentation of this is the movie. I don't think this that, is that movie because there are some themes that as a what? How old was Andy? What eight or nine? Eight or nine. Okay, I don't think an eight or nine year old can can deal with like depression and their their friends dying and also just the weight of everything on the planet. I don't think a child could understand that. And I, I'm I'm gonna gesture. I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. That's wrong. And uh, exhibit A, Steven Universe. Exhibit B, most of the MCU. Okay. So I just personally, I just personally think that, I'm gonna politely disagree with that. I per, I personally think this I, is a remake of said movie. Just, just that's just me. That's just me. That's how I feel. I, I think you're overthinking it a little bit too much, Admiral. Probably, probably a lot. But uh, much like Buzz when he tries to pronounce uh, Bill Bill Hader's character's name, can you do you want to attempt to pronounce the rookie's name? Featherbottom pen. Feathering Featheringhamston. Yeah, rookie. That's the the rookie Featheringhamston. Yep. Yes, I practiced that before we started I recording. I knew you were gonna. I knew you were. Gonna, <laughs> I knew it. Um, they crash land on this planet uh, because they the their sensors detect life. They crash land the turnip, the big Death Star looking thing on this planet. 
that is, contains what we can assume is most of human civilization? Question mark. Yeah, possibly. Like this is giving me big Mass Effect Andromeda vibes. Also, of just like I mean, putting the rest of humanity in sleep pods and having them drift through space until they find a new home. I can basically see Wally also being Derek. Like be Derek okay. being the pre-evolution of Wally. Yeah. Cuz I don't know if I you, can see that. I don't know if you stayed if you watched till after the credits, but did you see the very end with Derek when he was like if you want to take a more scenic route, please go this. Or yes. the quickest route, go this way. And then he turns around and he's like, oh, everyone is left. And I'm just like, that is a typical, this, these are the items we have at Swapper Jacks. Oh, you're not listening to me at yep. all. Have a wonderful day. Which, Someone asks me a question, I answer their question directly. They keep asking and they keep interrupting and not allowing me to give them an answer to the question they keep asking. And I'm just like, okay, cool. You're not in here for answers. You're just in here to bitch and complain. Okay, I'm done with you. Yeah, it's just like, okay, cool. Uh, so, yeah, so there is two post-credit scenes. We'll, we just talked about one of them, but we'll discuss the other one later when we get to, I guess, spoilers. I mean, the movie came out in June. It's been... That, that's pretty on brand for yeah. Cinema Gems, talking about the end credit scene when we the haven't Arnold even Tessa gotten into flaps, the plot people. of the movie. The Honorable Tufts gives ear flaps. Ooh, everyone drink water. But I'm going to go ahead and talk while you're drinking water. So then when... Yep, I'm, I'm drinking got water. It. Uh, so basically, uh, Buzz tries to do it, you know, mano y mano, the man style, to break out, to get it all done. He, break, he gets everything done, but he hates autopilots. And the autopilot's basically like, look, you're not going to make it. And I love how Buzz is like, I'm going to make it. He, spoiler alert, in the first two minutes, he doesn't make it. He uh, did the math. Yeah. They crash landed um, on the planet. And that is the point right there when math, when Buzz breaks out the, uh, the pen and starts doing quick math on the windshield. That's the part where GLaDOS was suddenly very intrigued with this movie. Because that is what a airline or space pilot does when their radars and instruments fail. They oh. break out the pen and paper and the compass and they do the math. Oh, I was actually talking about the opening sequence where they crash landed with Bill Hader's characters like, do you need any help, sir? But I know what scene you're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, that too. You're talking about a year later when they were like, oh, we're going to do this. And they do it and surprise, surprise. Uh, yes. Surprise, surprise, it doesn't work, but it kind of does because it proves Einstein's theory that time is relative. I mean, we already knew yeah. that in general, but now we know that it exists yeah. in the Pixar universe. Uh, so we get to see time unfold by within four years. And I think about what, about maybe a week passed for Buzz, but like a decade, like more than a decade, like maybe three to four decades passed for everyone else. And he got to see his best friend. I don't think friend. they really indicated that any time passed for Buzz. I uh, know. I was saying like a day or two because he slept. He's literally just a day or two. Like okay. He, he, would, he would do the mission, come home, sleep, wake up, do the mission again. Sleep, wake up, do the mission. And we get to see basically um, the relationship that me and the Honorable Tesla have every day. Uh, yes, I believe me and Patron believe that he sucks <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, because there are some scenes where I love how socks would just be like, I bought you five minutes. 
That's something that Arnold Tussle would do. I barked at him. We're good. We're okay. I want you five minutes. <laughs> um, which, uh, also, I think that uh, this, the voice of Sox directed um, a couple of other uh, Pixar movies, I believe. Uh, I think he You're talking did. about Peter Son. Yeah, didn't he? Wasn't wasn't he? He was. Yeah, he was squishy. He was. Uh, he was a meal. Oh, he was the pet collector in the Good Dinosaur, the movie that I like and nobody else does. Yes, um, uh, he was a meal in Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was Captain Brace yeah, in Wally. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Uh, he's he's absolutely fantastic in this. I love socks. Both iterations of him. Oh, and he also directed the Good Dinosaur. The movie Which that is I like. Not no as bad a movie as everyone gives it shit for. I it's enjoyed really it. not. It's look, look. It's if cute. The best representation your... of that movie, to be completely honest with you, is what your pet sees and to you. Like, just think of the your pet as the dinosaur and you as a human. Yes. And that's the type of mentality that you should watch that movie. Because that's how I watched it. I'm sorry. That's how I watched that movie. From the from no, my it's, dog's it's perspective, it's great. Absolutely, it's great. But go on. You were talking about uh, other stuff. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to uh, walk over you. Just wanted to get that out. I don't even I remember what I was talking about. I think I was just trying to get us into the plot of this movie because Damn. yeah, he they uh, they try to refine the fuel on this planet to get them lots of sci-fi mumbo jumbo. But basically, they're trying I mean, to refine crystals to perfect. Yes, techno babble uh, to perfect. Uh, faster than light travel by doing a slingshot around the sun and harnessing the power of these fuel crystals with just the right ratios. So over several decades, he's making jump after jump after jump because he just can't let it go. He find, he feels himself, and that is the emotional journey of this movie, is Buzz Lightyear feels personally responsible for getting the job done and except for his good friend uh alicia hawthorne does not let anyone help him because he fully believes they will only get in the way yep that is buzz lightyear's emotional journey in this movie and i love it because it perfectly mirrors his emotional journey in the toy story movies meaning that the toy isn't just its own personality it is a reflection of the personality from the movie that it is based on that just adapts to its world. We can agree to disagree. We can agree okay. to disagree. Okay. Uh, also, as you said before, I'm probably overthinking it. But it's fine. Um, so, and then basically uh, we get an emotional weight, an emotional, a bo- uh, uh, I guess a, a tear bomb. Uh, halfway through the movie that usually doesn't happen with Pixar movies it's usually at the end uh, where we get yep. to see basically his friend that he served with that he cherishes the the one person that he will do anything for basically die in front of his eyes over a video chat that she's been dead for about a year and a half right now and he gets <laughs> he gets to meet um, uh, her granddaughter which inevitably spoiler does help him out after he makes the next jump and basically comes to realize that he hasn't wasted anything because he's gotten 
he's really gotten, you know, the story that she wanted because she wanted to meet somebody. She wanted to do this. And it was her story. It was her emotional journey. And he wasn't there to see it. I also think that's another thing that he was heard about is he couldn't see her be happy. Like he only saw her a few times out of her entire lifetime. He wasn't there. That's that's the choice he made. Exactly. And I think it hurts him most in that situation because he realizes that he, he can't do it all. He can't have it all. Uh, right. And, and then we also get to meet... Um, uh, com- uh, is it Commander Ironside? Uh, Burnside. Okay. Which is voiced by the, uh, the gentleman from uh, Cedar Rapids. Yes. Ronald Wilkes. That fucking movie. That's a great movie. I... I I really like Cedar Rapids. I don't know about you. I've never seen it. Really? That's like the movie that I actually like uh, Andy from The Office in the most besides Andy. Like, that's that's his only other role I like him in, is that one. Uh, uh, he no. was also in um, Veep, Chappelle Show, uh, what else? The Black Klansman. I want to say he was in The Wire, wasn't he? Yeah, he was because because the funny thing was was in Cedar Rapids he was making a joke about how he loves the character from The Wire, and it comes <laughs> out to find out that it's it's him. I just yeah, love his commanding him. voice, his like really like deep. When, when it voice. when it first came on, I, I sorry I thought it was uh, um, Keith uh, Keith David. Okay. That's fine. I also thought it was Worf. Ooh, okay. My- Michael Dorn. Yeah, that would have made. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that this was a wrong introduction to have Isaac Walkler Jr. in this, but uh, it would have been a nice. Like, there, there are other options that you potentially could have had for this role, but Isaiah Whitlock was great, and I wish we got more of him. Honestly, I know because he wasn't even in the movie for that long. Which, um, by the way, his, is this the first Pixar movie not to have um, uh, the guy from um, Cheers? I think this is the first Pixar movie not to have it. I think you're right. You you go ahead. You you, you talk more about the plot. I'm going to look it up to make sure. So, uh, he keeps doing jump after jump after jump until a certain point, like the Admiral said, uh, his partner, his uh, fellow space ranger, has passed away. Because he has been jumping through time uh, for her entire life. He makes another jump, he gets it this time, and he comes back Excuse way... me, Socks helped him. Socks helped him. That's right. That's right. Because when he came back from one of his jumps, one of the first ones, he came back to Socks. And he, Socks is like, what can I do to help? And Buzz is like, uh, do quantum physics. And he was like, all right, bet. Came I love how he's like, chase your mouse. Later. What's up? I like how he's like, chase your mouse. Do you have something more, like, challenging? That I can do with? Yeah. <laughs> and then I love how he's yeah, like, do oh, quantum physics. Quantum mechanics. All right, bet. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, to be completely honest with you, I feel like if 
Tesla or the Fantastic Miss Frida was sentient enough to actually do quantum physics. And I was like, hey, can you do this? They would they would work their fucking ass off like Sox did. Absolutely. I, I could see Tesla and Frida uh, writing with like a pen taped to their paws on a whiteboard, but yep. entirely in symbols that do not make sense to us, but make perfect sense to dogs. Yep. Uh, but, but basically they, when he gets back, Ironside's like, oh, that mission's closed. We're done. We're going to go ahead and do this laser shield. Um, I want that as a soundbite, please. Laser shield. Laser shield. Um, and so basically, uh, they're getting rid of the, the space program and they're just going to go in and bunker down and, you know, worry about what's going on. So, yeah. So uh, they do the jump, and I love that he bought he uh, socks bought Buzz five minutes because he shot a tranquilizer dart in one of the I guess centuries uh, necks. Uh, got the formula right, made the crystal perfect, and it did it. But to evade capture from another like century walking around, yeah. or let's be honest, another NPC. He breaks the computer. And I love that Sox is like, but the formula. <laughs> like how Sox is like, all my work. No. All, all that no. work and it's just gone. Yep. Um, gets on. And I love that. Uh, I love that. They're like, oh, someone's in there. Uh, so they go up and they're like, put your hands up. And I love that Buzz puts the thing up to like scan back. And he's like, oh, no, sorry. Like, oh, no. Um. Uh, and then also, when they're about to launch, uh, they try to, they override the bay door so it can't close, so the fire, you know, it doesn't, the plume yeah. doesn't hit the people. I love that Sox is like, meow, 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 meow. It's overridden. <laughs> he overrided <laughs> my override. <laughs> Can he do that? Yep. I don't know. And they blast off, they jump, and it was, what, 22 years or 23 years he was gone? Yep. <laughs> Uh, comes back yeah, an, an absurd amount of time. Yeah, uh, the Zerg ships are there. He gets to meet um, uh, his. He gets to meet the granddaughter of his uh, friend, uh, Kiki Palmer. Amazing. Uh, by the way, if you have not seen Alice, please go see Alice and also Nope. She did a really good job in Nope as well. I, I want to watch Nope. I know a lot of people have been saying this is the weaker of the uh, Jordan Peele movies so far, but I, I'm sorry, uh, even even a weaker Jordan Peele movie is still going to be fucking great. Jordan Peele is on a whole nother level. I would strongly disagree with that. This is my favorite movie out of his three. Really? Yeah. Okay. Now I'm looking yeah. forward to it, it even more. It's this one, then Get Out, then Us. Yeah, Get, Get Out is still leagues above anything else in its genre. Yeah. It's insanely uh, good. Oh, 1,000%. Uh, I'm like that you'd use the term leagues, because we are on a boat. Did yeah, absolutely. Um, or, I'm sorry, it's look. light years above. <laughs> oh my gosh, you went for it. You went for it. I had to um, set it up. <laughs> but, uh, also guys, uh... So basically, he finds out we get to see we get to see the infamous scene that the Bum Maestro was wondering what was going to happen. 
But it's just a, it's just an establishing shot of a robot coming out and getting the X one and bringing it away. The yep. Bob was like, "What is it? I want to know what Dagobah is." And then she's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, okay." So how did you feel about that? That's the main thing. When I watched this scene, I was like, I wonder what the butt maestro is going to think. Were you feel like you were like outwitted or were you just like, eh, okay. I, so I didn't really expect anything, uh, out of this movie. I didn't think it was Dagobah or anything. I was just like, oh, okay, cool. We're, we're back on the same planet that we've been on for 70 plus years. Yep. Just about cool. But it's, it's also, the planet is different every time Buzz comes back to it because no time has passed for him in the ship, but a lot of time has passed on the ground, and that means that they've been busy. Time building. is relative. Time is relative. They've been busy. Time hasn't been sitting still while Buzz was up in space. Um, exactly. So we meet... Kiki Palmer, Izzy Hawthorne, the granddaughter of Alicia, and she is fully gung ho. Uh, we heard a little, we had heard a mention of the Zap Patrol before Buzz did his last jump, uh, and she's in a full Zap Patrol uniform. We get back to her little base, and there are other Zap Patrol troops, and we find out, oh, they're trained, they're rookies. They're not even rookies. No, they're, they're less like than trainees. Rookies. Yeah. They're, they're recruits. Which, uh, which uh, uh, Dale Souls does the voice of um, uh, Darby Steele. Darby, yep. The, the convict. Uh, yeah, which uh, we both have someone that we know in our life, and I'm pretty sure it's the same person, that the realization that this person has been in animation form. Hang on, I'm wait, pretty sure I'm, we know. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to type to you in the Discord. Got it. Uh, and then also uh, we have uh, Taika doing a voice uh, of a character. And I love that he's basically being himself. Yes, that is the correct yeah. person. <laughs> that is the correct person we're both thinking of. How could you not think of anyone else? How could you not think of anything else? Anyone no, else? that is 100% her. <laughs> uh, Amazing. She I can build a bomb the... out of anything. Three things. Any three things. Um, also, what about, what about the, did you like Tyka's character? I love Tyka's character, uh, Mo Morrison, uh, his introduction with the fucking spear gun, like, I can't find the ammo. It came preloaded with the spear, has anybody else seen the other spears? Oh, I found, found it! Over here. Um, God. sorry Tyka. I know you listen to this on a regular basis, this podcast. I'm sorry we did a very horrible interpretation of your yeah, New Zealand New, New, Ze- uh, New Zealander uh, Cinemaniacs, we're so sorry. Nothing but love and um, respect. I, I listen to more Australian podcasts, so I'm not saying it's exactly the same, but I intimidate, I I, interp- uh, I copy their New Zealand there's, voice, so I'm pretty sure it's closer than the Bub Maestros. There's a little Sorry. bit of historical overlap, but like we do have to acknowledge there are different things. Oh, 1,000%. 1,000%. Australian uh, and New Zealand, you know, they Australia and New Zealand have a little bit of historical overlap, just like U.S. and Britain have a little bit of historical overlap, but there are different things. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Um... 
And then basically, they, uh, did you like the sandwich conversation? I did. That actually bread, made me chuckle bread. quite a bit. Are you gonna I, I was a little bit grossed like out at first, and I would absolutely never eat a sandwich with <laughs> slimy ham on the outside. I might do it with bacon. My question is, how slimy is that ham? It looks real slimy. It looks real greasy. Yeah. Like, it's been sitting yeah. out at room temp for way too long. And also, it's got pickles, so it's got a piece of ham. I couldn't tell oh, if I'm those sorry. were pickles or cucumber slices. Either way, um, I'm, I'm not about it. Un, undetermined meat, undetermined vegetable, bread, undetermined vegetable meat. I'm like, we're, hmm. we're not going to sit here and over-explain a joke that the movie already over-explained. I'm sorry. I just wanted to see how you felt about it. I chuckled. So, so wait. So, so question. So, question. Question. Ah. Besides us, uh, like we said on Wayne's World uh, last last episode, where we're going to hang out by the airport and watch the planes go by, can I bring sandwiches and it be this type of sandwich, and we just, eat them like this just while not we're watching with the ham, planes? Go? I'll, I'll do. Turkey. That's fine. I'll do. Okay. If you get that roasted chicken slices, I'll do that. If if you, if I you personally get like don't extra like ham. Bacon so that's on fine. the outside, that would be preferable. I personally don't like ham, so I'm 100% fine with it not being ham. Cool. Um, cool. All right, cool. So we'll do that. That'll be that'll be our sustenance while we chill. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I love that we're planning this out. And the listeners are just like, we don't get what, we're, what they're talking about. So for the new listeners, um, we record in two different time zones uh, uh, because the video store has recently moved the re- to the, the uh, main, Central the Florida. Main, the prime video store. The main video store has relocated to Florida, while the Annex Central Florida. and all of its resources have stayed in uh, New Orleans. So literally, if anybody can imagine it, uh, I just I just put a bunch of chains on the video store <clears throat> and dragged dragged the Annex away while the Buttmeister and Glados held on really tight to the Annex, and it worked. I don't know how I don't know how it fell from the three-story type building that it was attached to and did not break but it worked it worked uh so yeah so that's why we're planning all these hangouts guys sorry it's more for our benefit than yours um but uh so basically they go and defeat zerg they go and try and find zerg they find out the robots is zerg uh but then come to find out uh they're basically just trying to steal the crystal for some reason and then we get another star wars reference with the ship shooting down the, the armadillo Yes. Right? How do you I, feel I, about that? I thought that was a, a, an interesting little reference. Look, there are Star Wars and Star Trek and Starship Troopers references all over this movie. Because not only Galore. is this the movie that, it, you know, that, uh, someone who was on board with Pixar but didn't get to work on Toy Story was like, I want to do the Buzz Lightyear movie, is also because Buzz Lightyear in and of himself, took so many Star Wars references, it makes sense for there to be a whole lot of Star Wars references. I was, and I'm going to jump ahead just a little bit here, I was a little bit disappointed that they did not in fact go with Buzz being, or I'm sorry, Zerg being Buzz's dad. That being said, did I you like that do like, reference? I like where they went with it. And they, he did do the whole dad. He's like, no, I'm not your dad. I'm you, asshole. Uh, which, you know who that is, right? 
Who is that? That's Josh Brolin's dad. That's Thanos' dad, James Brolin. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I thought I heard a very familiar voice there. Oh, which, by the way, uh, it seems that John Ratzenberger did not voice a movie. Voice did not voice a movie. Did not voice a voice in this movie. So maybe that was the curse that made this movie bomb. I'm not saying I hated it. I'm just saying that did John Ratzenberger is a voice. I don't think it bombed because it it, it w- didn't do very well. And well, it didn't do very well in theaters. Maybe that was it, the curse. It's probably doing John great on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, because it's like, oh wait, oh here, watch it, do whatever. Uh, and yeah, so we find out that 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 Zerg is Buzz from an alternate future, and I love the explanation of him. But and I love that, I love that he, I love that. Let's just call him Zerg, so we understand that we could differentiate between Buzz and Zerg. Uh, I love that. That older socks is basically a Terminator with that eye. Yeah, that that's how. Uh, that's but how I love how he's like, like socks was older, just giving him a fucking yeah. beat up Terminator eye. I fucking love it. And I also love that he's like, he's like Zerg. Please tell him. And I'm just like, I was like, all right. I'm like, I'm like, I love that Zerg was gonna be like, I'm not gonna bore you with details. Just give me what you got. I was like, well, damn. Okay, cool. Way to go, movie. And then Sox is just like, you gotta tell. I was like, oh, oh, but really? Do we really have to know? All right, fine. I mean, I'd rather be shown, not told, but it's fine. It's whatever. Um, uh, after we find all this out, basically, uh, uh, this is kind of I personally think um, how Berserk was treated was basically uh, how. Uh, veterans are treated after the war. Most of yeah. them. Uh, they come back and they expect a warm welcome and they realize that it's not. No, that no the world has turned really around. Cared. It is now accusing the people who were following orders uh, that they didn't know the full scope of of war crimes instead of going after the people that commanded them knowing full well what they were doing was what they were ordering these people to do is really sketchy and immoral. Yeah. Not and saying Buzz did anything really partic- good... particularly war crimey here. Uh, right. He's more like an absentee father to the world than actually committing any war crimes. Um, right. But yeah, no, I, I just I agree said that with it, you completely. I just meant... I, I definitely got that vibe. Yeah, okay, cool. I thought I was the only one. Um, uh, and then, uh, basically, uh, there's a... Oh, and also, did you want to talk about how um, uh, Kiki Palmer's character doesn't like space, but she wants to be a space ranger? Yeah, no, that was a fun little quirk. She re- <laughs> Her dream is to be a space ranger on the ground. Yeah. Uh, and so... Uh, after that, uh, basically, Buzz and Berserk are fighting, uh, but Sox buys him some time, uh, and then the gravity stability is off, so I love that Kiki Palma's character is about to spacewalk across, um, and I love that Sox is like, don't look up, don't look down, don't, don't just look, look straight. Anywhere. Just, just look straight. Yeah. <laughs> it's space. Uh, so they get... She, uh, they get to the point, to the door, and then the ship takes 
is it a nose dive or is it a nose it's, it's it starting go to up it's starting to move it reactivated its its internal gravity and it's starting to move yeah so basically uh she is able to gra- i thought we were gonna lose socks i'm gonna be honest with you i thought i was like i was like okay like like we have another socks so that could be the socks that buzz takes no she, but i was like oh they saved him she somehow okay gets in there makes it uh and does the the toss does the 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 thing you know the teamwork thing that he had gotten so used to with uh her mom or her grandmother i'm sorry um yeah make make the toss they hit zerg uh he gets out of there he uh uh while the explosion is still about to go off like right as the explosion they goes off, the, and he gets into VXL one teleportation. Yeah, yeah. They use the Explos- they use the, uh, the 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 teleport back to the spawn point, the the fast travel pods. Which, which I love that <laughs> that they thought about that in universe, and I'm just like, oh, like that's actually really smart to like actually be like, well, we'll just use this to get back to the hangar. It's like that's Brilliant. fucking accurate. Brilliant. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. So head back. The crystal is about to go off, but Buzz somehow gets into uh, the the XL1, puts the crystal in, gets gets in the cockpit, um, and I love how he's narrating, and Zerg comes back. uh, Yes, now revealed to be older Buzz, is still doing his logs to no one. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, did you like how did you like how uh, Socks was like? Who are you talking to? It doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, and then we get to see big old punch him up laser. We get to see his wings. We get to see a big Zerg and a Berserk and Buzz Lightyear fight. And then Zerg gets hit, uh, but he has to go save the armadillo. And I love that. Get down to the uh, get down to the planet. And I love when the when when the sirens are coming in distance. But uh what's that what's the character's name? Uh Burnside? Darbra? Darbra? Or Darby? Darby, yeah. And when she comes up she's like, The cops! <laughs> Let's go! I'm just like I'm like I'm like, alright. Like that's an accurate like that's what I would do. Um but uh but we get it and then Burnside's like, You disobeyed every order given I, sh- I should take your gun go ahead and make and a team badge. you're damn lucky <laughs> yeah basically allows him to pick any person from the zap patrol and he takes the rookies the that he has yeah uh and then that's the movie i liked it a lot i thought this movie was really cute i think it was really clever I think it was funny when it needed to be. I think it was serious when it needed to be. I think it they got its it they definitely did their research in terms of trying to make sci-fi mumbo jumbo seem realistic enough. And it was little did touches. Also like- it was little touches like having Buzz do the math when his computer was failing that made it feel like, "Oh, these are real people." Uh, did you also like the very end sequence when Zerg woke up? 
in space? Oh, absolutely. But both uh, both the end credit sequences are fucking phenomenal, including the uh, uh, laser shield. Derek. Oh, laser. Laser shield. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we have a rating system here on Cinema Gems: full gem and amazing movie, half gem and all right movie, no gem, a horrible movie. What do you, but Maestro, give Lightyear? I, I don't know. Maybe it's the maybe it's the nostalgia. Maybe it's the Michael G. Kino score. Maybe it's how beautiful the movie looked and all of its visuals and its character designs. This is a whole gem for me. This okay. I, I, that's, I mean that's that's you. You can say half gem, and I will not argue with you uh, because I might watch this again and I might change my mind later. I don't know, but for now, I'm giving this a whole gem. You're entitled to your opinion 100%. Unless you say you like Batman v Superman, then we're going to scrap. I'm letting you know that right now. I mean, I definitely didn't um, love Batman v Superman, but I also laughed my ass off for Martha. Martha! Like, Why'd you say that name? It was funnier than most comedy movies that came out that same year. Yep. Uh, but uh, we're not talking about Batman v Superman. I am about to give my review. Admiral, what, uh, what did you think for my of ratings? 2022's Lightyear. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done. I still stand that seeing it a second time because actually, um, we were we were supposed to record a little. This is a little peek behind the the curtain in the uh, closet that we record in separately. Um, that I. Was able to watch the entire movie again uh, before we started recording. Cool. Um, and watching it a second time, I think I stand by the realization that this is a basically an amalgamation of what somebody who what. Okay, so so this so this is the best way I can put it. So Toy Story came out, right? And then like five years later, Buzz Lightyear Star Command came out. Yeah. Correct. Okay, so I think of it as a remake of that show. 20 years later. And that's why I think this movie is a high half gym. I'm not saying it's a low half gym or a mid half gym. It's almost a full gym. I just personally think I can't see personally me from my standpoint, how a child in 1995 could, could like a movie like this. I love this movie as an adult. I love this movie as an adult and this movie can inspire me as an adult. I personally don't see through my eyes how it can inspire a, pers- a child in 1995. I wouldn't understand this in 1995. I'm sorry, that's just me. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not as smart as I think I am. I just personally think that this movie was made for the older generation that grew up with Toy Story, so it was a movie for them, but it was marketed toward children. That's how I feel. And I think you're so I give it a high it a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. That's my entire life. That's my entire life. I overcomplicate everything. Well, look, y'all can tell us what you thought about Lightyear and our hot takes about Lightyear uh, and its surrounding things. Uh, If you go to cinemagems15 at gmail.com, you can also tweet what you thought about it and what movies you want us to review in the future uh, at cinemagems underscore pod. 
and you can find more of our episodes on lowrainpictures.com, but only after you hit that Year 30 tab. Yeah, thank you, Marty, the Arrogant Zerber, Marty, and the Arrogant Zerber for letting us use your website. Um, also, guys, just want to say this one thing. We did get, uh, we did get a, well, I'm, we're, me and the Bum Maestro don't have a personal phone and we can't get this through. This is, this is a text message from a gin maniac who is yet to be named on the radio. Uh, it says radio voice. Um, uh, but the, the unannounced person says, I just finished listening to your Everything Everywhere uh, pod, and you talked about Cowboy Bebop. Did you watch the Netflix live action? I didn't because the anime is perfect, and I don't need another um, uh, interpretation, to be honest. Uh, I wish they would stop adapting anime. So, uh, into live action. first off, thank you, Cinemaniac. Uh I, I wish we got a, a radio name for you, but hey, you know who you are because you submitted this question, and thank you for submitting the question. It's a great question. It's a very easy answer. Don't fucking watch it. Just don't. Just avoid it completely. Pretend it does not exist. It, it will only make... It will I haven't only watched it. You. If you absolutely love the Cowboy Bebop anime and the Cowboy Bebop anime movie, do not watch the Cowboy Bebop live-action Netflix adaptation. Because there are a few good things in it, but they are surrounded by things that are infuriating. Like, they get Spike and... Are they sparse and few between? They, they, they get Spike and the main three correct. You don't get... Uh, 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 Ed. Ed? You don't get Ed till the very, very end, and it's bad. It's infuriatingly bad. Also, it, they basically make it the Spike and what's-her-name show. No, not even... Faye? Uh, no, not Faye. Uh, Spike's ex. Oh! Oh, the one with Savage? Yeah. Uh, they, they make... Yeah, yeah. They, they make it the Savage and What's-Her-Name show. Uh, it's it's bad. It's just really, really bad. They take some... Like, they make it... It's infuriating in the exact same way that the last Airbender movie by Shyamalan is very infuriating. Because it, it's clear that... That movie does not it, exist. It's clear that he that like, movie does had not the exist. source material on in the background at some point, but was not actually paying attention. <laughs> when he adapted the things that needed to be adapted. Like, the creators of this show know of the original thing, know some things about it, because they had it on in the background, but they weren't actually paying close enough attention to get the things that mattered. Uh, that That's my two cents on the Cowboy Bebop Netflix thing. And I'm also very worried, for the same reasons, about the Yu Yu Hakusho Netflix adaptation coming up. I have... Zero faith in. Are them. you serious? Are you? Si they're re of course they're, they are. They're doing that. Of course they are. Oh god, I love that it's, anime. It's a classic. I anime. Fucking love that it's anime. It's one of the animes that that '90s kids like us grew up on because it was one of the first animes on Toonami up there with DBZ. Like, and they're doing that live action with the same people that did the Cowboy Bebop thing. I'm sorry, no, I have zero faith in that. I hope I hope that okay. answers your question, uh, well, Cinemaniac. I really do. Uh, 
thank you, uh, listener, for uh, giving me a personal text message and uh, texting me that. And I did confirm with said person um, the other day and says, hey, I'm going to read this out, but I want your radio name. And they go, read it out, but don't give my radio name because I haven't thought of one yet, which is completely fine. fine. If you want us to say your name, please let us know what you want your name to be. If you don't, please specify that you do not want to be named. And we are perfectly fine. Anonymous Cinemaniac, um, thank you for your question. Uh, hey, send us more. We're, we're here for it. Uh, it, it clearly oh, but doesn't I did want to say about my to shirt. send the Admiral or I on a five-minute-long rant. <laughs> I just want to say one thing. Um, I am 100% not watching the Netflix um, live adaptation, not just because um, the Cine, uh, Cinemaniac listener specified that he hasn't watched it, but from the action of what you just specified, it's no, nope. it'll just no. infuriate you. Nah, it'll just make you mad. I, I'm already infuriated. Let me try that again. I'm already infuriated. I'm already infuriated with the world as is. I don't want to be infuriated yep. more. <laughs> All right, guys. So that has been the end of the episode. Lightyear 2022. Thank you, Marty and the Eric and Zerber, for letting us use your website, lowrainpictures.com. Thank you, Kevin George, for letting us use your music. And also, guys, you can find us at lowrainpictures.com. But also, the email is cinemagems15 at gmail.com. And also, the Insta is cinemagemspod. And the Twitter? Cinemagems underscore pod. Look, guys, we want to be the podcast that you want to listen to. So let us know what you want us to review. Next week, I believe, is a movie that is older than both of us. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. I'm going to have to go back um, to our text messages to see which one. But it's it's one of two. That you, you wrote mentioned. it down on a piece of paper and took a me- you want you. It's on a piece of paper. It's not on a text oh, message. Right. You said it to me in a Discord. Go check yeah. it out. Uh, but, yeah, we have a movie that is older than both of us. Uh, not combined because that'd be really weird. Um, but look guys, uh, just remember that everything in the world is going on and there are things happening, but you can also take time for yourself. You can go ahead and think about things and do things for yourself and not with anybody else. Be with your partner, be with yourself, be just do whatever you want with things that you want to do that make you happy. I'm glad that someone is finally taking my advice. I'm, I'm trying. After years. I'm really trying. After, after years of me not yelling, but aggressively tapping on the shoulder over and over again. Um, we're, we're trying, y'all. It's fine. All we got to say, guys, is see you next week, but also remember, wipe your hose and see you later. But black lives always matter, guys. Always. All right, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye, guys.